What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for June 12th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. We're back home in the Orleans studio. It's always good to be back, but had a phenomenal time this weekend. Can't wait to do it again next year. Uh, for the most part, my, my game was I couldn't drive the ball, but I was able to putt and figure out a couple things with my chipper. So eventually, all of that is going to go together. When that's going to happen, I don't know, but the potential was there. And I know we might have some some new listeners, so welcome to everyone who is new. Be sure to like and subscribe, whether you're listening on a podcast, on YouTube, uh, leave a review. Every little bit helps as we're trying to grow this thing. The school year officially ended for my teachers and students last week, so I'm on summer hours, which frees up some more time in the afternoon that I'm able to to try to work at and grow, obviously without the pressures of the school year. So looking forward, I have some good things lined up, but every little bit you guys can do, like, subscribe, tell a friend, spread the word, we, we're looking to grow it. All right, I said before this series, if they could take two out of three, I'd be willing to think that they turned the corner. Well, Phillies took two out of three. Uh, two good games. Schwarber had the the walk off the first night. There was a dud in the middle, but a very solid game all around yesterday. Tawan Walker and the pitching staff has been phenomenal. That's like his third or fourth quality start in a row. Gave up the two hits, five um, in five innings, five strikeouts. Offense was clicking. Turner went three for five. Cassianos hit a home run. Stott was hitting the ball well. It was good to see Bone back in the lineup. Unfortunately, they're still eight games back because of the way the rest of the NL East has been playing. That's okay. Just I, I like the way this team is, and I, and I think they've turned the corner. There's definitely a lot of fight in this team, which I, I, sometimes is half the battle. That it, there, are, there are times when teams get down like one, two runs, and it's a little bit late. You're like, all right, they've packed it in. But I feel as though this team... Is always in it, and they're, they, they're, they're going to fight till the last out. Uh, and the way the pitching staff now has been almost kind of turning around, I still want to know who that fifth starter is going to be. That's going to be something, I guess, for the, the front office to maybe address at the trade deadline. But uh, they're on record as saying we're not going to be sellers, which is good, especially now that they turned it. And they're, just, they're right there. They're on the brink, and they're playing much better now than they were at this point last year. So I, I like where this team is headed. I think they finally turned the corner. I'm willing to go and, and, and say that now uh, without it biting me in the ass. So I'm sure here comes the six-game losing streak, as it always does. Uh, they do travel there in Arizona this early this week for three. Who've, they've been a surprising team. I think they're playing a lot better than what anybody thought. So that should be a tough series as well. But... This is where we got to have that mentality. Let's go in, take two out of three, two out of three, two out of three. Win series, and next thing you know, it's Fourth of July. It's, it's All Star break, and let's see if we can get that that deficit in the standings down to five or less games. Sixers made it higher. Apparently, Bobby Jackson, former Sacramento Kings guard, is going to join Nick Nurse's team as an assistant, and I kind of like this. He uh, he was. Involved with the G League team for the Kings. And, I mean, if you look at where they're playing, some of those guys he, he was able to groom. Uh, we've said all along that the um, 
the key to Nick Nurse is his player development and maximizing and getting the most out of players, especially with no draft picks, like I mentioned the other morning. The fact that you're gonna have you don't have the cap space to bring guys in, bringing in somebody like Bobby Jackson to your coaching staff is going to be able to help develop some of those young, maybe an undrafted free agent or or just young players who are on their G League team now. That's what you're going to need. You're going to need to get the most out of those guys, and I think Bobby Jackson is a very, very good fit for that, and and I'm okay with that that hiring. Uh, quick Eagles news. I meant to mention this the other morning, and I missed it. Uh, I'm not surprised, and, and I, 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 if you're a Miles Sanders uh, apologist, might as well plug your ears now, uh, but I'm not surprised. He's a Penn State guy, and it's just that's the way he is. He said that I guess in an interview uh, that he was underutilized in the Super Bowl and hinted at that's part of the reason why the Eagles lost. First of all, you were not underutilized. You fumbled on the first play of the game, so get that out of your head. Second of all, you were not that good. Yeah, you're a solid, but like stop, stop it. It's not like you're Ladainian Tomlinson and we gave you eight carries. Like, just just hold your horses there, Miles. And the fact of the matter is, we lost because of Johnny, Jonathan Gannon had his head already in Arizona and was not making the adjustments at halftime, and Andy Reid took advantage of it. So, Miles, just let it go, man. You're in Carolina. We didn't want you. Just, just move on, buddy. Just move on. Um, speaking of moving on, uh, I mentioned a couple of times over the weekend some new shirts that have been popping up on phillygoat.com. But Father's Day is right around the corner. It's this Sunday. Uh, I think there's still time. They're, they're really good with their, their shipping times. It's not too late to buy your phillygoat.com t-shirts. They have whether you want Philly, Sixers, Flyers, uh, Union, uh, Eagles, I mean, Philly neighborhoods, just Philly base, Rocky, Philly pride. It is pride month. Whatever whatever floats your boat, they have on phillygoat.com. Make sure they have the goat on the sleeve. Like I said, it's a good conversation piece. It's talking with some guys over the weekend. They're, they're definitely going to be checking it out. There's um, They were just impressed with the selection and everything. So go to phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. Uh, Father's Day is quickly approaching. Um, even if it's going to be late, just ship it directly to your dad, your uncle, neighbor, cousin, um, just for some random guy that you work with. Whatever you want to do, all of your, your gift needs, give it. And one thing I did I haven't mentioned yet, if anybody is uh, has somebody in their family who's expecting a baby, they have a ton of baby sizes and infant sizes too. So just get them for the whole family. Just be the matching Philly Goat family. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. All right. Today we're going to go back to 1959. And on this day, June 12th, 1959, the San Francisco Giants beat the Phillies 3 to nothing. No big deal. Just a, a random game out in, I believe they were in San Francisco for this game. But just... Uh, no big deal. Well, here's the here's where it's a big deal. Richie Ashburn singled in the sixth. Problem is, when the game was over, the Phillies were no hit. And what happened is it started raining after the sixth inning. And the way the rules at the time were set up, uh, it goes back to the last full inning played, which was the fifth inning. Phillies were already losing. 
and they were getting no hit. So officially it goes down into the book as a no hitter for Mike McCormick. All right. So Richie Ashburn, it's a little quirk in the system, uh, the scoring, but Richie Ashburn actually got a hit unofficially in a game in which the Phillies were no hit. But there are further complications to this story. Mike McCormick is no longer credited with a no-hitter in that game anymore. Uh, what they ended up doing was it wiped it off the books back in 1991. And the Major League Baseball changed the, the rule that said official no-hitters had to go at least nine innings. So he was. this was one of, I believe, 36 uh, no-hitters that were wiped off the book due to that, that rule change. So... The Phillies weren't no-hit on the day that Richie Ashburn got a hit in a no-hitter. Are you following that? Uh, but the, officially, the Phillies lost 3-0 to the Giants in a game where they got a hit, then they were no-hit, and then officially they were no not no-hit. If that's a double negative. I'm not even sure where I'm going with this. Uh, but 1959 was another last-place finish for the Phillies. Uh, 64 wins. Uh, just... A hot mess, but they were they were starting to get some young players in, and this was uh, in between the the Wiz kids and the '64 team. So they had some aging guys that were getting out of there, but they had some young guys coming in, and and they were getting ready to go on a magical season that ended in a shitty way. Um, but if you want to want more on the fills, check out my latest podcast on Back to the Future. That's Back to the Future with a PH. And we talk about William Cox, who was a Phillies owner, who ultimately received a lifetime ban for betting on the Phillies. So go check that out, Back to the Future with a PH, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Um, again, like and subscribe. So Real quick, I'll take 10 seconds because I know we probably have some new new listeners. Uh, two separate podcasts. This is This Day in Philly Sports History. This comes out every day. Back to the Future. Typically, I do it weekly at least, maybe sometimes bi-weekly. But we take a deeper dive. It's a longer format into to different stories and different teams and seasons in Philly Sports History. So be sure to check both of them out. All right, it is still Rivalry Month. Uh, today's rival, we're going to stick with the Eagles, and we're going to go to the Steelers. And surprisingly, this is one of the older rivalries in the NFL. Um, and what a lot of people might not know is until the AFL and the NFL merged together, the Eagles and the Steelers played two times a year. They were in the same division. Um, it was It's known as the Battle of PA. Uh, however... Even though they played two times a year from like the 30s to uh, 1969, they've only played 12 times since 1970. I found that hard to believe. Um, however, in recent years with the way the NFL has realigned, they're, they're playing more. Now with the uneven 17-game uh, schedule, there's a chance that they could play almost every two years. So we should get more. Hopefully this rivalry can kick it up a notch. Um the Steeler or the Eagles lead the series all time 49, 29, and 3. Um, at this point, they've only played one time in the postseason, and that was back in the 1947 divisional playoff. Uh, Eagles won 21 nothing in that game. That was uh, the Eagles went to three straight championships, 47 through 49, um, winning two of them. Now, the only time they can play in the postseason would be the Super Bowl. It's happened almost. Three times, uh, 2001, 2004, and 2008. 
both teams were in the conference finals or uh, the AFC and NFC championship games, I should say. Uh, however, Eagles went in 2004. Steelers went in 2008. Um, neither of them went in 2001. But uh, I think the state of Pennsylvania would blow up. And it just would be a phenomenal thing for, for the state if it was the Eagles, Steelers, and the Super Bowl. Um, speaking of championships, though, uh, you might be surprised to know that the Steelers are six times champion, six-time champions. I think everybody realizes that. Eagles are right there with a four-time championship. So it, they pretty evenly uh, match when it comes to that. Obviously, the Steelers are probably a little bit bigger because all six of them are Super Bowls, where the Eagles, only one of them is a Super Bowl. The other three were NFL championships. Uh, but not as much disparity in that as I, as I think a lot of people might think. Uh, and the, one of the biggest moments in both of the – I shouldn't say biggest moments, but one of the most unique moments – in these both teams' um, histories is during World War II. They combined, I believe it was the 42 or the 43 season, uh, to become the, the Steagles, um, which I found out unofficially. They were never officially called the Steagles. It was an unofficial name. They called them the Steagles. It was the Philadelphia Pittsburgh Football Club or something like that. But uh, the Eagles and Steagles, or Eagles and Steagles, Eagles and Steelers combined uh, that season um, during World War II. The next season, the Eagles were like, no, we, we just want to keep our own team. So I will say, and I'm kind of biased on this one because I, I know a lot of Pittsburgh people and I just know how their fans are and how much trash they like to talk. So I think that amps up this rivalry a little bit. Um, and I'm going to give this a 3.75 out of 5. Not quite, because I, I feel like you got to go Washington probably is a little bit higher of a rival or bigger of a rival than what the Steelers are. But, man, when, when the Eagles and Steelers are good and the trash talking is there, it is. So on our, our rivalry scale, I'll give it 3.75 out of 5. But it, uh, I'm just thinking about some of the Steelers fans, and, and it gets irritating. However, on this day, back in 1959, the Eagles or the Eagles, the Phillies lost to the Giants three to nothing in a game in which Richie Ashburn got a hit that was wiped off the books because of rain. Went in down into the official record as a no hitter. Uh, almost thirty some years later, it was overturned because it didn't go a full nine innings. So the Phillies were not hit, were not no hit, even though they had no hits in a game. There will be a quiz. All right. Remember to go to phillygoat.com. It's not too late to order for Father's Day. Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Monday. Until next time, I'll see you when I see you.